is Jess from the Jess Zimmerman Band, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. still haunts me like a scene from a scary movie Ooh, in this battle of me it's one you cannot see time passes and I can see I don't like who I used to be sometimes it's hard to breathe feels like eternity if time heals everything it's not so true There's no one else to blame Life flashes before my eyes All good memories in disguise My ghost might set me free My heart at peace will be The only me still home 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to another show right here on Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey Troy, where can they find us? Yeah, they can get us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We even have a YouTube channel out there, Howie. And the rarely used Twitter. We did start <laughs> off using Twitter pretty often, but uh, we've, we've yeah. you know, cut back on that a little bit, but it's still there. And if you want to email us, you can do that as well. You can email me, staytunedtnh at gmail.com, or you can email Howie, staytunedhowie at gmail.com. So that's about all I have, Howie. You have anything to add to that? Well, you know what, Troy? Uh, I just want to just let the listeners know to just keep listening. You know, not only listen, but like, share, follow, and subscribe to everything that we put out there, whether it's social media or just our simple podcasts. You know, just, just listen, guys. Enjoy. Hey all, what's up? This is Brian from Data Monster Customs. Are you looking for that unique gift for your spouse, sibling, child, boss, or anyone for every occasion? Well, we do one-of-a-kind personalized figures. Check us out on Instagram at Data Monster, that's D-A-D-D-A-M-O-N-S-T-E-R, or just put Data Monster into the Google machine and check out everything we can do for you. Once again, this is Brian for Data Monster Customs. I guess it's good evening or good morning or good afternoon, depending on what time you're listening to this. But uh, you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And uh, we got uh, another special guest on board here, Brian Herr from Data Monster. Hey, what's uh, up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Good. Sporting the O's hat, I see. Yes, sir. <laughs> Some eight, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's the first stadium I ever went to, and uh, to me, I've never been—I haven't been to many baseball stadiums, but I haven't yeah. seen one as nice as as Camden Yards. I, I love it there. I think their layout's amazing. It feels like a totally different world when you walk in there. Like there's well, not a bad seat at all. Yeah, yeah, there's not, yeah you're correct. There's not a bad seat. You're right. Yep. So, and I've sat everywhere there. let's talk a little bit about the upcoming baseball season i mean i guess before we get into that though uh let's you know you know we've we've heard your voice every week you're not an unfamiliar voice to us because uh we've we you know we've been pushing your product and stuff on our show for quite a while now yeah so uh just just real quick kind of go over your data monster thing real quick if people want to look get into that and uh and then we'll get into baseball yeah sure uh so i'm the owner ceo executive vp of uh data monster customs um what it is is (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I'm everything actually. I'm my own secretary. Um, <laughs> we, we, uh, we make custom action figures, custom Funko pops of people. So we make them everything from celebrities. So like I do a ton of uh, Chester Bennington from Lincoln park, uh, Dexter, the TV show, 
or just a couple that I've been selling a bunch of recently. I do uh, like MJF for wrestlers, CM Punk, stuff like that, all the way up to like your mom, your dad, your sister, your cousin, your uncle, anybody you want made. I've actually been doing a ton of law enforcement and uh, military people lately. Nice. So it's really cool to do something like that for the people who represent us as individuals. So yeah, very but, cool. Yeah, yeah. And, if they want, and I've been doing this since May out. of 2020. So. And if they want to reach out to you, what's the best way to do that? The best way would either be my Instagram. It's a uh, backslash data monster. Same with Facebook. And then I actually have an Etsy page where I do all my sales through. And that is the same backslash data monster on Etsy. Very you good. know, what a coincidence, uh, Brian, because uh, Troy and I have been doing this podcast since May of 2020. That's right. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess everybody was getting bored, right? With the, yeah, the yeah. pandemic was, was pretty uh, high and tight right there. So that's when, you know, a lot of people found their voices and their creativity, you know, and yeah. they wanted to take a you chance on you things. You going crazy, yep. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. At that point I had a three-year-old. So yeah, yeah. I was going insane. So <laughs> <laughs> trapped in the house with your three-year-old. Yeah. Oh, All right, man. man. So um, we were hoping to have you on last week to get a little bit of fantasy uh, input here. Um, but unfortunately, things didn't work it out, but that's okay. So uh, dad I think it'd be a fun place to start here. Yeah, sure. dad, exactly. You have dad life, car troubles, all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be a good place to start here to maybe talk about some of the sleepers that you had brought up that maybe don't even get drafted or, or get drafted yeah. very late or people kind of look over. Or is or do you even have people in mind that might get picked up like midway through the season that get called up, you know, so that they don't blow yeah. their um, their call their call ups or whatever that is. Yeah. 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 They used to have a deal where you had to lose basically like the first 10 games of the season. And then you got another year of eligibility. Um, they've kind of teams have kind of shied away from that because the new collective bargaining agreement, where mm -hmm. if you have a player start with day one, you actually earn a draft pick if they place in the top three of a rookie of the year voting. Oh, OK. So a lot of teams are starting their young players. And you've seen that this year. Uh, Anthony Volpe, uh, Jordan Walker and uh, Oscar Colas for the White Sox are three big ones that probably wouldn't have started the year had it been any other year with their team. Um, but some of my sleepers, uh, Jerkson Profar just signed with Colorado, and it's Colorado. You can't go wrong with any hitter in Colorado, especially right. the big outfield. That guy can hit doubles. He hit them in San Diego all year long last year. He's a good 50% owned kind of guy. Um, you're going to have uh, Brian De La Cruz, which originally he was sent down with Miami. And he ended up having a great September last year. And now he's going to actually start the season in Miami. So they decided to actually bring him back up and let him start the year. Austin Meadows, which I'm sure Howie recognizes that name. Yeah. Um, he had a great two years in Tampa Bay and then kind of fell off. He's with Detroit. Mm -hmm. So he's going to have the opportunity to play. Now they'll see if he can actually play again, which will be great. Yeah. Um, I love the dude. So um like Troy was saying, a guy that not a rookie, but a guy who's hurt right now, Trevor Story, he should be back by the All-Star break for the Red Sox. He's less than 50% owned and he has second base eligibility. So uh, second base, second base is one of those uh trap because the guys are either the good guys are always hurt, yeah. and the guys who are average are well average. So you look like for a guy like Trevor Story to pick you up come the all-star break. If you have um spots on your IL, pick him up now. Um, yeah. just stash him away, you know, like he's not going to hurt you. It's just sitting on your IL forever. So, um, Jared Walsh is another one for the angels. He had a great year in 2020 kind of fell off uh, in 2022. He was dealing with thoracic outlet. 
So now he's back, recovered from that. They're hoping he can. And he's hitting in a lineup with Trout, Otani, Anthony Rendon, if he can stay healthy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he has an opportunity yeah, a there. Yeah, a lot of protection. Exactly. Around. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, an old favorite that uh, Josh Donaldson, um, I actually had him on my fantasy team for years, and I recently dropped him. Um, third base is is absolutely the worst position for fantasy. You have the top five, and then there's nothing after that. So Donaldson, even if he can be 80% of what the Josh Donaldson used to be, which he looked yeah. great the last week of spring training, so you're hoping. Um, Pitchers-wise. Who is he with now again? New York, the Yankees. Oh, okay. Didn't he just <laughs> yeah. sign a deal? Like, wasn't he with the Twins or Blue Jays or something? He was. He yeah, got he traded from the yeah. Twins to the Yankees, and uh, Gary Sanchez got traded from the Yankees to the Twins. I totally missed that one. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and now Gary Sanchez isn't in baseball, so, you know, oh, it didn't really oh. work. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he signed to play Winter League in the Dominican, so he's still available to play in the majors, but nobody's going to sign him now and bring him up that quickly, so. That's, no. that's amazing. So the Yankees win another deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, think we'll about the money it. to win or are, lose it. So. Yeah, I was going to say teams outside the United or players outside the United States. Uh, when when you think about who are the greatest teams in America, you know who's the first team that you think of? Mm-hmm. Yankees. Yankees. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yankees. So uh, even though more tough. modern, we should think of the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers every year they have a top farm system and they have yeah. a top team. You don't see yeah. that. You no, know. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've really had it together the last few years for sure. Oh, and th- this year, you know, they're missing because they lost Trey Turner. They lost Justin Turner. Kershaw's a year older. I mean, the Bueller's out for at least, I think he may be out for the year, actually. Mm. And they're still predicted to win their division. You know, like oh, yeah. it's just, it's a machine. Like they yeah. somehow they do it. And I don't understand it. But then again, I'm not making billions of dollars. So <laughs> they do it without yeah. banging on trash cans, too, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing how that works. Yeah. <laughs> you have anybody else there on your list or um, a couple pitchers? Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, he had a last year. He had a very bad year. He actually had uh, personal issues, apparently issues with his wife, with his family. Um, mm-hmm. So it took him out of the game. And we've all been there. We've all been yeah. there, you know, where we have personal issues. Um, he's supposedly back and in his right state of mind. He's looked good in spring training, um, but he's not hardly drafted at all. I think he's 40% ownership. And he's one of those guys, even though he plays for Detroit, he's still one of those guys that'll put up good numbers for you. He may not get wins, but he'll put up good numbers. Sure. Um, and, and also any of the closer positions. So Philadelphia, I don't know if Kimbrell's closing, Sir Anthony Dominguez is closing, or Gregory Soto's closing. Right. I think they're going to go with the hot hand there. Yeah. Um, Dodgers is the same way. I don't know who their closer is going to be. Check, if I had to guess, I would guess Brewster Gratterall. He has the best stuff for their position, but they may not trust him with the job quite yet. Mm-hmm. And then the White Sox, there was actually news today, Liam Hendricks, who has Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm. He's been throwing um, the last month in spring training, and they're saying he may actually be back in by the end of May. So. Wow. Wow. You know, that'd be great for that dude's a that dude's a gamer. You know, mm-hmm. he, he he is all intensity. And so I, it's great to see him, you know, if he can come back from that that quickly, you know. Uh, I'm going to yeah. throw a name out here at you and see yeah. if you – he just got picked up today by the Phillies. And he was a brave. He's a Christian. Christian Pop, Pop. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think anything – do you think there's anything that's tapped there? Because he was like the number seven prospect at one time. And um, the, all glove, all glove, all yep. speed. 
That's it. Um, I worry that come around. I don't think he'll be worthy of being a top, you know, fifty prospect bat wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem I have with the Phillies picking him up is that it's Brandon Marsh. You know, they literally got Brandon Marsh, and he's kind of the same player. You right. know, yep. They're that Spider Man meme where they're pointing at each other. Yeah. You know, like but it's just it, the way it, it one, is. Don't they hit the opposite? Isn't one right? They one may. Left you know, I don't yeah. know right handed, left handed. They may actually yeah. be different handedness yeah. but i mean cash a really couldn't cut it with oakland so i mean if you can't cut I it with that oakland, was odd i'm like if you can't make yeah. oakland squad like what's going on here you know? and i thought the phillies when hoskins got hurt i thought they should have traded for seth brown from oakland mm-hmm. i thought that would have been a huge pickup for them the guy hits 30 home runs he's 30 years old he has two years left in arbitration you know like you may lose hoskins at the end of the year you know i i thought and Oakland loves to make trades for nobodies. You know, they hate paying anybody. So right, you're off for yeah. two rule five guys, you know, to make 50 K a year. And they're like, sweet, we'll take it. Who do you want? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so true. But so, I think the Phillies are trying to get a little more. And it kind of sounds odd because their lineup is ridiculous in regards to home run hitters. But I think they're trying to build a lineup. That's a more balanced lineup. And I yep. think that's why they got who they got. Every team is kind of uh, skewing that way, which mm-hmm. makes sense. They've deadened the ball a little bit, so you're not going to have the home runs like in 2019. And right. they've made base stealing a little easier this year, you know, for everybody. So, yeah. Well, I, I want to get into that. And I think yeah. that's going to have a lot to do with some of the rule changes that we're going to talk yep. about. But yep. before we do that, what, what was your opinion of the World Baseball Classic? How did you think that went? I love the World Baseball Classic. Um, those guys. Guys, you know, like they, it's like the Olympics, but condensed into like 10 days. You know, these guys just love to play the game. It shows they like, they're, they're like little kids, you yeah, know, making yeah. major league salaries. Yep. And I had a problem with people getting upset with, you know, players getting hurt in the World Baseball Classic. If you ask any of those players, they would much rather have played that and get an injury than play meaningless spring training games and get an injury. Yeah. Yep. Well, many of them said they, they've enjoyed this more than they've ever yep. enjoyed any part of their yep. baseball career. I mean, look at Trout. He has, what, three playoff games in his whole career? And he, yeah. this, is, this is a what playoff a to him. Yeah, oh, it's awful. It's awful what the Angels have done to him, yeah. But, I mean, like, this is, you know, as close as some of them may even get to ever winning or being in the playoffs, you know? It's just... What, what a cool moment. And, and you know, you have those you know, conspiracists out there that are going to say it was all scripted and stuff, but to have Otani versus Trout at that last at yeah. bat like that, that was something yeah. else, man. That was, that was, yeah. But let, let's talk about Otani real quick, man. That, <laughs> that, that guy is different. He is just every, different. every year I go, he can't do this again. And every year I'm wrong, you know? Yeah. And even last year, he, you know, 2021, he had the one, a great hitting season and a good pitching season. Last yep. year, he had a great pitching season and good hitting season. Like, yeah. If he has a year where he puts all of it together into one, like, wouldn't that be something? Could yeah. you imagine being a Cy Young winner Cy and Young. an MVP winner? Could you but imagine? Like, can you imagine like if he wins Cy Young, but then he wins MVP as like a batter or something? Like well, you that's know, what I'm like saying. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just, See, and they should rename that award then uh, for someone who <laughs> can should. do both. Should actually get like the Babe Ruth Award. Yeah, and then you, you know, know what amazes me? And people are like, Babe Ruth did it. I'm like, Babe Ruth didn't really do it. You know, like he, he was a yeah. pitcher. And once they found out he could hit, they're like, okay, you're going to hit babe. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it's just yeah. one of those unicorns and we may never see it again. Or it may be one of those things in 10 years, we may see five players in the league that can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, 
and especially the international game itself. Like there's a guy on Japan that I'm huge on in two years when he comes to the United States, uh, Murakami, their third oh, base. Uh, yeah. He's their cleanup hitter, right? Yeah. He is yeah. a beast. He is a beast. He looks like Ken Griffey Jr. Hitting the ball. Mm-hmm. Like he's just such a smooth swing and he's a hard player. He plays good defense, you know, and when he comes over and he signed a two year uh, extension in Japan. So he'll be 26 when he comes over. But when he comes over, man, and then they have that rookie Saki, their pitcher, like mm-hmm. he's another guy, like Cy Young candidate the minute he comes over. Wow. You know, it, like it's great to see the international game budding like it is, you know. So is it really America's pastime yet, or has Japan taken it? It is. It still is. It still is. If you look at if you look at the rosters, you know, it, it really is still America's pastime. Um, it's really sad, you know, so for me anyway, it's sad to see that. There's so few African Americans in baseball, especially with the uh, respect Jackie Robinson's been getting, you know, that mm-hmm. Adam Jones is really like one of the, Andrew McCutcheon, Jack, or uh, Andrew McCutcheon and, and uh, Adam Jones are last of the few African American players in baseball that are really big. Uh, Hunter yeah. Green for the Reds, you know, like he's, but it's sad just to see that representation not being in the games, you know, and I'd really mm-hmm. like to see MLB do something with the city's youth to try to make that more of a, game for inner city youth to play so well, the, Braves, yeah. the Braves got a center fielder now that uh Michael Harris you know we'll see how yes he does, but, uh, yes 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 yeah he reminds me a lot of uh Adam Jones so yeah yeah huh. see how he, you know, he he really surprised me he kind of got called up last year right out of double a and all of a sudden he was hitting and I'm like what the heck's going on here yeah <laughs> you know when Vaughn Grissom came up he did the same thing for the Braves you know he hit yeah. and then all of a sudden he didn't and I thought yeah. that was going to happen to Michael Harris and it just didn't he kept hitting yeah, Harris, you know? yeah he kept hitting yeah because you've seen yeah. that before where guys are getting called up and yep. uh you know oh yeah Joey pictures just then, haven't figured him out, out yet yep. Yep. yeah yeah Chris Bryant, so, Joey Gallo were both guys. As soon as they came up, they tore the cover off the ball. And as soon as pitcher was like, oh, you have a hole in your swing right here. They just yep. pinpointed yep. it every time. Pepper it. Yep. Pepper, yeah, yep. So. You know, it's funny. I actually uh, I took the tour of PNC Park uh, over okay. the weekend. And uh, and they took us into the batting cage. And they pointed at the – they have um, cameras over top of the batting cage. They had mm-hmm. cameras on each side of the batting cage and cameras on the back of the batting cage. And then um, with uh, video screens everywhere, and and they were saying that uh, they save every single one of their swings that the players take in the batting cage um, because when a player starts struggling at the plate, they'll go back and say, okay, well, this is when he was swinging well, and this is the – and they start – like they dissect it that much. Uh, so and it was was amazing. Yeah, it was truly amazing to see how they did things. And, um, and I was like, man, uh, where was all this stuff when I was playing? Well, it, it makes guys like Hank Aaron even more amazing. You know, that guy oh did it gosh. for two decades and he didn't have video oh, of him yeah. when he struggled, you know? Well, I mean, come it's on, just, if, you were to get a lineup, if you were to get a lineup yeah, of Tony guys, Gwynn, like, yeah, yeah. If you, What's if that? you were to get a lineup of guys and, and Hank Aaron's in that lineup and you see him, you're not going to pick him out as the, like the home run king. No. You know what I mean? Like it, the guy was, you know. Not very big, not very you know. Yeah. What, was he maybe five ten? Uh, yeah. But but he had. They said he had the quickest wrist of anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> or again, when I was out in Pittsburgh, they were showing us all the different jerseys that they kept and everything. <laughs> Barry Bonds, uh, his jersey in Pittsburgh was a medium. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was a double X by the time he went to San Francisco. <laughs> and that was just a hole for his head to fit through. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm not a I'm not a guy that hates on the steroid guys. I can't. It what what they were doing technically was illegal, but it wasn't against baseball's rules. No, and they were just you know? trying to keep up with their the player that was across the dugout. Yep. yep. And I the problem is this guy the pitchers and hitters were doing it. You know, it's not like it was yeah. just Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa. You know, Clemens was doing it. Mm-hmm. My opinion, guys like Randy Johnson could even be called into, you know, the guy has the weirdest, wildest delivery throws 103 miles per hour, and he was never injured. Yeah. You know, it, you can also make the argument that those same guys that you just mentioned is what saved baseball during oh, that era. 100%. 100%. You know? Yeah. Yeah, with I all just those don't... strikes and shortages and stuff at that in that time frame, there yep. that was uh, that was a rough mm-hmm. period for them for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I felt like Kyle guys. Ripken originally saved it, and then yep. uh, and then after that, I felt like it was uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, all those guys. Yep. I mean, geez, you couldn't deny it. You know, one guy I'm not going to throw on that list though, and and you brought him up just a little bit earlier, Brian, when you were comparing him to that that Japanese player is Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, yeah, that guy to me. Yep. And I mean, if that guy would be healthy, would he would he not be known as the greatest player ever? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He still is one of the greatest yep. players ever. Yeah. I mean, if he would, I don't know if I would say if he never went to Cincinnati, you know, you always wonder what if, if he would have stayed in Seattle, built the team out there a little more, mm-hmm. you know, maybe when he got injured, if he went to Cincinnati, but, you know, different, different play area, but, you know, like he was just amazing when he was on the field. And then, yeah his career ever he just could never get healthy you and know it was awesome too because he was just he was ha- like you were saying about the wbc they were just big kids out there he always yep. seemed like he was having so much fun yep. you know mm-hmm. yep. like, now could you imagine if that seattle team would have hung on to those players yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, randy johnson a rod ken griffey yep. um yeah. even Junior. ichiro in the beginning yep. you know yep. uh man what a team the they would have had yep. yes oh yeah jay buner and yep. yeah like they they were just crushers out there, and you know mm-hmm. I love I, I'm the biggest Yankees hater in the world, and uh, man, when they beat the Yankees in the playoffs, yeah. and when I heard Gr- Griffey said he'd rather retire than ever play for the Yankees because the way they treated his dad, I was like, love Ken Griffey Jr. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, I'll tell you one guy I'm glad to see make the Hall of Fame this past year is Fred McGriff. Yeah, he was always one of those guys. You know, him and David Ortiz's stats are very similar. And Ortiz was a first ballot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and Ortiz, and Ortiz rarely played the field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. McGriff, you know, was a good fielder, but he still played the field pretty. I think he played the field 80, 82% of his games were played in the field. Yeah. You know, I was always one of his big proponents for Fred McGriff and Dale Murphy. You guys got to put them in the Hall of Fame, you know? And then when uh, Ortiz made it on the first ballot, I was like, come on. Like, these guys are similar. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So is he is he the only one going in this year or um I think he may have been the only one voted. I know he's the only one voted in by the uh veterans committee. Okay. You know, I can't remember what the actual Hall of Fame vote if anybody else was voted in there or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't remember that for sure either. Um let's get into some predictions here if you want to. Um what what do you have as far Surely. as um I, I like let's just roll down through the divisions, I guess, and we'll start over in the AL. Um Absolutely. Um, you can go first, Brian. Go ahead. Go for the – who do you got in the AL East? You guys want me to tell you my playoff teams? Yeah, let's do it that way. Let's do it that sure. way. Let's okay. start in the AL. 
Yep. So I have AL East. I have the Yankees winning the division and Toronto also making the playoffs. Yep. Um, in the Central, I have Cleveland winning the division. In the West, I have Houston winning the division. Also, the Rangers and the Angels making the playoffs. Nice, the Rangers. Now, the Angels may be because I really just want to see Trout and Otani in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. that may be a heart thing. I don't know. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll go down my list because it's pretty similar, to be honest. Uh, I also yeah. have the Yankees and Blue Jays with the Yankees winning the division there. The only team out of the Central I have is the Guardians. And in the West, I have the Astros winning it. But then I have the Angels and Mariners in my two wild cards. Yeah. Yep. Mariners, I like. I just feel they're a lot like the Orioles. They're going to take that step back this year. Mm-hmm. 2024, they're, it's going to be, you know, they're both going to be close to 91 teams. So, yeah. As far as what I have, um, I actually have in the AL East, and I'm only going to say this is because this team's going to probably buy a playoff spot. Uh, and that's going to be, uh, well, the Yankees are going to win the division, and then Boston yeah. is going to make it via uh, a wild card. Okay. Um, and then uh, I also have Cleveland uh, winning their division and uh, Houston and the Angels. Uh, Houston winning and the Angels making a wild card. Yep. And then uh, I think there's a third one, right? Yeah, there Shoot. should be one more yes. wild card. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, I, have, uh, I actually have uh, – where was that? Um, the White Sox. Okay. White Sox. Yep. I have them in second place in their division, yep. Yeah, okay. I think they're going to be right there. I think they're going to be putting a fight up with the Guardians, to be honest with you. I, I, yeah, I yeah I, I'm having a hard time of getting past the name the Guardians. So. I know. <laughs> it's different. Uh, I, will say, I will say the Indians all the time, and I don't even think about it, you know. Yeah. Like the Washington Commanders, you don't, you yeah. don't say. <laughs> I'll even the say the Washington football team instead of the Commanders. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, right? It's so different. And that team's up for sale, I guess. They're, I guess the, it's really getting hot and heavy right now with the with, – Dan Snyder. Team, so. I offered 50 bucks. That's all I got. <laughs> I didn't even get a well, call back, guys. I'll, I'll, ma- I'll match your 50. <laughs> all right. We'll, go, we'll do 50 50 ownership. We can be, we can be, uh, yeah, part owners, huh? <laughs> I'm sure Carson right. Wentz will play. He has nothing else going on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, do you have, um, you know what I didn't do? And, and I can think of some off the top of my head here, and it's not going to be hard in the AL. But do you have uh, MVPs, Cy Youngs, that I kind do. of thing over there? Okay, what I do. So there? I did a list of uh, MVP candidates, like two or three, and then a Dark Horse one. Okay. So I, for the NL MVP, I have Acuna and Arenado. Um, I think those two guys are going – I'm sorry. We're talking about AL. My AL, bad. AL. Yep. Sorry. Wow. Mike Trout and Corey Seager are my two, and then Kyle Tucker for a Dark Horse. Mm, okay. okay, so I think Seager's going to benefit from the shift no longer being around. So, oh, thank God. Yes, but you um, know what? That, we should have got into that before we got into predictions. Actually, um, we'll have to get into that afterwards because I don't want to, okay. you know, mess up our thing here. But that's that's a good. Uh, you had to bring it up, didn't you, Howie? Uh, <laughs> or, I didn't bring it up. Brian. It was Brian. I'm sorry. You had to, you had to be the one that said thank God. So, and yeah. hey, I'm a purist. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about that. So we're gonna get we're gonna come back to that. Okay. Oh, um, so I guess for the AL, like, I honestly don't see anybody winning that MVP other than Otani right Ohtani, now. I mean, yeah. I mean, he just, that guy's just an animal. He is just, I just animal. couldn't put him because, like, how Trout, like, so many years he should have won MVP and he didn't because his name was Mike Trout and he does it every year. I just yeah. feel like they're going to do that with Otani where it gets to the point where, uh, he's won the last two. Let's just give it to somebody else, you know? That's a good yeah. point. That's a good point. But I think he's deserving of it. I, I think he's the oh, best I do too. baseball right now. Yeah. Well, Even if I he's mean, 85% uh, of what he was last year, he's still the MVP. You know? Yeah. 
I mean, I actually have a pair of Yankees winning MVP and Cy Young. Um, I have Aaron. All right, Judge I gotta go, Howie. <laughs> hey, I'm not a Yankees fan either, by the way. Um, but uh, I have Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole. Okay. Um, winning, and and I'm always saying Aaron Judge because I mean, my gosh, uh, the lineup is going to continue to support him, and he's going to continue to get big numbers. Yeah, you know, and Garrett Cole, same deal. He's going to get continued run support. He's going to potentially be a 20 game winner. You know, he's his biggest enemy is Garrett Cole. He's one of those like really weird pitchers where if it's game starts a minute late, he gets angry. Yep. You know, yep. like he's just a very weird dude, but he has yeah. all the talent in the world. So, yeah, he does. Trust me. I'm on my fantasy out. team, so I hate rooting for him. You know. Yeah, I hated seeing him leave Pittsburgh. By the <laughs> way, I'll, I'll go out on not... a limb here. With the, I didn't pick my AL Cy Young. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say uh, change of scenery for uh, Mister uh, Degrom. Uh, I have uh, him on my list for Cy Young. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to go. I'm going to go him Cy Young. Oh, we didn't get into your Cy Youngs, did we yet? I have Rodon, the the other Yankee. Um, (laughs) You know, he's going to miss two or three starts to start the year, but I think that ballpark and that team plays into his favor. DeGrom, like we said, and then my dark horse, I'm going to say Shane Bieber for Cleveland. Nice. He started, he lost velocity last year, but then he figured out how to work without it. And I think he's slowly becoming that Adam Wainwright, you know, you know, Johnny Cueto style pitcher where it's like, I can throw it right here and you can't hit it. You know, I, I don't have to throw Greg, 90 Greg Maddox perfected that. That, that. that grinky, you know, the guy says there's a 63-mile-per-hour ethos pitch right now, you yep. know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's move over to the NL side. Um, let's go with uh, division winners. Um, yeah, um, Brian, we'll start with you. You're the guest, so go ahead. All right, well, so I have Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I have Atlanta winning their division. The Mets and Phillies both as wild cards. Uh, St. Louis winning their division. And then in the West, I have the Dodgers and the Giants both making the playoffs from their division. Okay. Go ahead, Howie. Uh, I mean, I, I have the Atlanta Braves winning their division and, uh, I don't have the Mets going in, but I do have the Phillies going in as a wild card. Um, but not going to the world series this year. Um, (laughs) In the Central, I also have St. Louis because, well, they're St. Louis. Um, and um, also in the West, uh, I actually have um, – I got three or, or three teams coming yeah. out of there. And uh, it's the uh, Dodgers – or I'm sorry, uh, Padres winning the division. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're a huge upgrade. And the, the Dodgers, I feel like they've downgraded, like you said, but they're still going to have enough talent yep. coming out of that farm system that's going to get them there. And then the Giants. Yep. They're going to figure out a way to get in because they always do. Yep. Yeah, they were really close last year. Nobody had them getting – and nowhere, no. nobody had them sniffing the playoffs last year. Yeah. They, were, they were right there. Um, yep. yep. Very, very surprising team. Um, so, yeah, so and I'll Pittsburgh go, yeah. is going to not have a 100 game losing season this year. That's my other <laughs> yeah. prediction. You think they're on the up and up, Howie? They are. Um, I like Bednar as their closer. Yeah. Um, he looked impressive in the baseball classic, by the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I and I really like this O'Neill Cruz guy at short. Yep. Uh, he is going to be something special. And uh, and I believe this is my prediction. Um, and I do believe Kutch is going to get comeback player of the year. I can see that. Yep. Yep. 
if he can stay healthy, I mean, he still has a 250, 25 home run season. And, well, you know. the cool thing with him is they can DH him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still not used to that. That's still. Yeah, weird. right. <laughs> <laughs> Did a whole season. It is odd I'm to see. Used to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a, I got the Braves and the Mets coming out of the East. I got the Braves winning the division there. And the Central, I'm, this is kind of where I, I, I got a little crazy here, but I went with the Cards. But I also got the Brewers sneaking in there. I I think yeah. I don't know why. I just I think that pitch is gonna hold them through. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Pitch is pitching, hold through. But I'll tell you what, that stadium is not the best place for pitchers. Yeah. And then um and then I, I agree with Howie. I got the Padres winning the West and the Dodgers getting that other wild card spot. So Okay. So yep, I got two out of Very two. cool. So yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Um what do you got for uh your NL MVP candidates there, Brian? This time I still have the same guys, Acuna and Arenado. <laughs> no, I didn't. Acuna, I think he was hurt last year. I think he comes back with a fury. Um, Arenado, I if there was anybody else but Goldschmidt on that team, Arenado won a one MVP last year. Yeah. Um, so I, I love Nolan Arenado. I think he's phenomenal. And my dark horse for the NL is Austin Riley. Oh wow! Oh, like I love the dude, but he he's a lot like a guy. He I can see him hitting two twenty with twenty one home runs. I can see him hitting two ninety with thirty eight home runs. You know, it's yeah. just you know when he first came up, I was worried he was going to be like a yep. Jeff, Jeff Francoeur batter, like yep. he's going to be yeah. an all or nothing. Um, you know, and and I and but he he didn't. He pulled out of it because he did struggle there for a little bit at the beginning yep. of his career. But yep. he really had a nice season last year. I think he was in the MVP race right up until the yep. end, and then he kind of fell, yep. fell off. Um, but yeah, I, I like him a lot. Um, you, you know, I was talking with a couple of friends that are, that are Braves fans as well. And, um, I'm just worried what's going to happen with that leadership there. Um, you lost Freeman two years ago. Yep. Now you lost Swanson. Like who's going to be the leader in that clubhouse now? I love Acuna as a player. I don't think he's a leader No. Um, hmm. so is it Riley? Is it, does Riley take that spot? I, I don't know. Is this one of the pitchers? Freed? Freed, yeah. I mean, that's what worries me there with that team, honestly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with I, that. Losing Freeman really hurt them, especially yeah. the way that they lost Freeman. The way he he, he could have came back and played, and his agent never told him about the deal. You know, like know. It, isn't that come crazy? on, come on? And then, and, and then, like, oh, I know, like just because his agent wanted more money out of it, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the only reason. Yep. You know, yep. But yeah, he would have he would have taken a discount to play to continue to play for the Braves because he liked playing there so much. But yep. Yeah, it, it's it's a little surprising to me too because he's actually a California kid. So it's it's surprising to me that he you would think he would have taken a little bit of a discount to go play back home. You know, like he's I, I a hero know. in Atlanta though. Like that's yeah. the difference. You know, that's like Trout. You know, he could go play anywhere, but he signed the extension with the Angels. He loves playing in L.A. You know, he's mm-hmm. a Philly kid through and through. He's yeah. a Philly fan. You know. Yeah. I still think by the end of his career he'll end up in Philly. Yeah. You know, but I don't think it'll be while he's. Mike Trout, you know, gotcha, it'll be yeah. while he's a fourth outfielder, you know, kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, I so, gotcha. yeah. Huh. Um, so my, my, I don't, I don't have all these other uh, guesses like you do here, but uh, my NL MVP, I don't know why, um, but I think I'm going to go with, um, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck on this. I, I just, I've been kicking it back and forth. Because I thought Acuna too could have a good comeback year because he was playing hurt last year. Definitely, he yeah. was. Um, I didn't write anything down here, but I'm thinking of that kid from the Padres. Um, Soto. Machado. No, Soto. Yep. Uh, Soto. Yeah. The one that they got from the Nationals, right? Yep. 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 
I think I think I think I'm gonna edge it to him just because well you'll find out later. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I'm gonna go with Soto there. So uh, okay. yeah, I'll go Soto. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to go old school here, and uh, Kershaw is going to get to Cy Young. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Um, All right. Just, again, you know, the Dodgers are going to put up runs. They're going to get wins, and uh, he might not have the greatest of old Kershaw numbers, but I can see him pushing 18 to 20 wins as a result. And he needs to with that team this year. If he's going to have one last hurrah year with 30 yeah. starts, it's got to be this year for them. So. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, and shortstop for the Phillies. I'm gonna have to give. Uh, I'm just thinking of him in that lineup. Trey Turner. Oh, they Trey. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I. I just. I. And I. I honestly would consider Bryce Harper, but he, they're going to probably DH him more than he is going to be playing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I see Trey Turner more as a complete player getting yep. the MVP uh, for yep. that team. And I, I actually did like Machado. I was kind of going back and forth m- with Machado from San Diego because, again, that lineup, man, he, his numbers are going to improve. Yep. Machado's uh, on a Hall of Fame pace. The guy's incredible, yeah. but nobody likes him. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the nervous. issue. He is a jerk. You know, as an Orioles fan, you know, like, he did a lot of questionable things in Baltimore. When did mm-hmm. them in L.A. and now he's doing them in San Diego, you know. Yeah. He's matured a little bit, but, man, he, you know, throwing his bat at Josh Donaldson, swinging his bat at the catcher, it, yeah. stupid stuff, you know. Yeah. But he is – he's well on his way to being a Hall of Famer, you know. Just nobody likes him. Right. <laughs> so yeah. nobody talks yeah, yeah. about him. Who are your Cy Young candidates, uh, Brian? For the um, For AL was uh, Rodon DeGrom and Bieber. No, for the A for the NL. I'm sorry, for the NL. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. Wow. Nola, uh, Aaron Nola. I think he's oh, one wow. of those guys. Workhorse. Like mm-hmm. he's a he's a number six pitcher over the last five years statistically in all of baseball. Really? People don't recognize that because he plays in Philadelphia and he doesn't get wins. Um, Max Scherzer. Just I will never bet against Max Scherzer. Um, yeah. And then my dark horse is a real dark horse. It's uh, Nick Lodolo for uh, Cincinnati. Mm. Yeah, I, I just name. yeah, he's one of those guys. He's just he did great last year, and I think he's going to be he's going to turn the corner. And I have Cincinnati Cincinnati actually finishing third in their division. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just think yeah. him and Hunter Green are going to be the future. I think Cincinnati's going to be really good in about three years. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you an old one here um, in in regards to uh, Aaron Nola um, as far as Cy Young, um, the, or not Aaron Nola? Um, who was your Cy Young? Scherzer. Scherzer. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, who was I thinking of? But uh, as far as like uh, you mentioned, the number six, he's like a number six guy in the majors, and uh, kind of reminds me of uh, think about a uh, a Claude Osteen. Yeah. Now, do you remember what team he played for? He played. He was the number, I want to say he was like the number four starter for the Dodgers back okay. in the day when it was Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale. And yeah. then this guy, you know, this guy comes along and he actually puts up really good numbers, but didn't get recognized. He had publicity, yep. Yeah, I was like, yep. uh, yeah, you're not going to get recognized over those two guys, number one. Um, but yeah, and, uh, yeah. And then he ended up having a pretty decent career for himself. Yeah. I'm going to go with the young stud here. And I I think 
I don't know why. Um, I think it might be Zach Gallen. I like him. Mm. I like him. He's Jacob DeGrom without the strikeouts. Yeah. He can control a game. Yep. I, that, I, I don't know why. I just liked what I saw out of him. And um, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of potential there. And I think he's going to get a lot of those. I think he's going to get a lot of those, like, um, those Marlin type one, you know, two one games, you know. Sure. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get a lot of offensive help. But I think yeah. it's going to be enough where it's going to put throw him in the Cy Young race because they're going to be winning these close, low-scoring games. You know what I mean? Yep. Sure. So and There's I, a reason the Diamondbacks didn't put him on the trading block. You know, they didn't mind trading other players, so they, they held on to him. Yeah, yeah he, I, I he's know. literally I, DeGrom. I liked, I liked what I saw. Yep, he's DeGrom without the strikeouts. His quality of contact numbers are pretty much equal, so. Interesting. Hmm. Um. So let's get into our, our World Series predictions then when we move on. Or do, or do you have it broken down to see uh, LCSs too? I don't know. That's up to you. I do have the LCSs and then okay. the World Series. So okay, I have – you, uh, you want to do NL or AL let's first go or just doing both? Okay. Yeah, both. So AL I have Houston and the Yankees. I have huh. Houston winning. And then in the National League I have Atlanta and St. Louis, and I have Atlanta winning. Oh, wow. So I have Atlanta and Houston World Series. I have Atlanta winning the World Series. Hey, I like, oh, I like wow. your thinking. I like your thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the NL, I have um, the cards, actually, and the okay. Padres in the NLCS. Okay. I got the Padres taking that. And then over in the AL, how about this? You're going to like this one. I got the Blue Jays and the Angels. Um, All right. And then the I Blue like Jays taking it, though. The Blue Jays taking it. So yeah. And then, uh, for the World Series, I got the Padres over the Blue Jays. Okay. Huh. Um, I actually have uh, I have the Braves and the Padres, mm-hmm. and then um, I have the Padres winning it and going to the World Series, and uh, and I have them playing. Well, first of all, I guess I'll have the two teams here: Yankees and um, um, Yankees, and where do I have shoot? Uh, Yankees and Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and I have actually Yankees going, so it'll be. Padres, yeah, I Yankees. know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Yankees and Padres, which is going to be a very boring World Series, if as far as names go, <laughs> as far as team names go. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. And then I have um. I have the Padres taking it. Nice. They're they're really that good if they can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah Padres are my uh. I don't have them winning, uh, finishing 500. I've been winning 76 games. Really? I'm not a believer in that team. I don't think that team gels well. I think even bringing in Xander Bogarts, mm. like I said, Machado's still immature. Tatis, I don't know what's going on with him. Bogarts is a new cog in the machine. Somehow their pitching always gets hurt. You know, Musgrove mm. is actually starting the year on the DL. Like, it's just, I feel like the, the, there's always something wrong with that San Diego team. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that they can't. I, I've been winning what 76 games. I can see them winning 96 games just as easily. Mm-hmm. You know, if everything falls into place for them. But fun fact about uh, Fernando Tatis and his career, he's played exactly 50 percent of his team's games. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And that's including last year, but he was hurt and then suspended. I count right. that against him. Even without oh, that, yeah. he's only played in 70 percent. So. Wow. That's you know, I, the guy just can't stay healthy, and that's what mm-hmm. I worry about. You know, Soto had a down year. I'm hoping it's a down year. I like the guy, but I'm hoping that does, isn't a 
what's going to happen, you know, for I him. I think it was just him adjusting, really. I really do, you know. Yeah. I mean, he didn't, he didn't do much. In, he was the only player in Washington, though. But, I mean, right. he didn't do much yeah. there. No protection yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to go place a bet on um, the – Pirates and Orioles going to the World Series again <laughs> for the third time. You'd be yeah. a multi-millionaire. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, you have some rule changes written down there. Let's discuss some of them. I do. The big ones are um, that people are either upset or happy about. Um, we can start with the shift, shift man. I personally love it. I've always said the shift reminds me of you letting a linebacker start two yards behind the line of scrimmage and run at the quarterback um, as soon as the ball's hiked. Um, and I know the argument of learn to hit the ball the other way. Players in the 80s learned to hit the ball the other way. Players in the 80s didn't have a slider that dropped off a table. They didn't have guys that came in and threw 104 miles per hour. You know, like it's they didn't not have the guys easy. that came in and threw a slider 96 miles per hour. Correct, yeah. <laughs> you know, their their fastballs, you know, people's changeups are faster than the fastballs back then. Um, the average mile per hour difference is like five miles per hour from nineteen eighty one to twenty twenty one. It's it's ridiculous. That's a um, good argument, and I've never actually heard that argument. So that that makes sense because I I very much was against the shift. Was against was against getting rid of the shift because I, yeah. I like you just said that was my argument. Like like dude, you're a major league baseball player. Just hit the ball yep. the other way. You know. Yeah. Like um. I, Part of the problem, too, is how the players are brought up now, too. They never were taught to hit the ball the other way. They're taught to hit the ball as hard as you can, mm-hmm. you know, because players still can hit the ball the other way. You'll see the guy for uh, the Red Sox, that Yoshida, that sign, he'll hit the ball the other way. Ichiro Suzuki made a, a, a career out of hitting the ball wherever he knew a guy wasn't going to be, you know. Right. Um, it's all how you're brought up playing the game, but until those players adjust now, and I think that's one of the good things you'll see about baseball this year with the like um with stuff like that is it's gonna go back to the older way of playing the game. You know, it's not just gonna be three true outcomes will walk a home run or a strikeout anymore. Yeah. You know, small ball is gonna be back. It's gonna make playoff baseball that much more exciting. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I do think it will help with that for sure, because um you're like, you know, if you're not playing that shift and stuff like that, you are going to see a little bit more of the, the blue pits and, uh, yep. you know, the, the ones that would fall in front and right field instead of the third baseman catching it. Cause he's playing over there in the short right or whatever, you know, yep. just crazy stuff like that. Um, that leads me to one of my interesting rule changes here. And I think how you and I even discussed this here was, um, two things that I think are going to help base stealers is number one, they made the bases bigger. Yep. Um, and number yeah. two, didn't they, um, you're only allowed to throw over a certain amount of times, and then the, th- the third one's a balk or something? Or Well, you're allowed to throw twice. The third one, if you do not get the guy, it is a balk, and the guy yeah. advances the base. So a couple of people were arguing, well, if you know the guy can't throw over a third time, you just start walking to second. Well, no, they can still throw over. Yeah, they can still throw over. They just got to get you. You know, and that's the thing. It, it's not going to... And if you think about a lot of the games you watch, you don't see pitchers necessarily throw over more than twice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they throw over just to pause the game for themselves to regroup, to get a different pitch. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I really don't. Uh, the bigger bases a little bit, you know, uh, I think they figured out like it's even the guys like guy like Trey Turner, will give him like three extra stolen bases in a year. You know, but those can add up, you know, to more runs, you know, different That's situations. Like, really? I mean, to me, that seems like such it's a big three inches bigger on each base, though. 
Yeah, but it's only an inch and a half each way. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, it's, it is. That's, yeah, so, that's side yeah. to side. Because I'm just um, thinking in my head, like, how many of them plays do you see at second where it's bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. And you would think yeah. like that now that that's not going to be bang bang is going to go the other way now, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what? You want to take away some of those stolen bases, remove the oven mitt that they wear when they're sliding yeah. in the base. Yeah. That's that's the part I have a problem with. I have a problem with the armor that the batters wear, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. let them pitch hit them now that they know they can just hit off the shield on their shoulder, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I've always felt if you hit somebody in the armor, it, you don't get the base. That's, you know, a ball. It's, well, I, I would even go to the, the level of if their arms are hanging over the plate area, yeah. done deal. You don't get a yeah. – yeah. anything that's in that hitting zone or in the strike zone, you do not get credit for. Anthony Rizzo wouldn't be in baseball anymore, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy literally sure. stands on home plate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know you – You. I don't know what else you've written down there, but I'm sure one of them is the pitch clock. What's your opinion pitch on clock. that, Brian? I'm fine with that. I am totally fine with that. Um, they've shown how quickly it speeds up games. And one of the things I love about like them waiting to do things like this was these players played with this in the minor leagues last year. Mm -hmm. So all these young guys coming up already have a year of this under their belts. Yeah. And they had problems with it um, to start the year last year for them, but it ended up being at no problem come May, June. I think they only had four incidents from July through August. You know, minor league baseball, like it, it was just once they get used to it, they're used to it. So right. can you explain that rule to me a little bit more? Because what I don't understand is I, I saw in the spring training game and I can't remember who it was between. I know the Braves was one of the teams. Yeah. Um, the Braves Red Sox. Out of the, OK, can you yep. explain that situation and what exactly happened there? Because I, I totally still don't get it to this day. So I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really get it either. OK, um, <laughs> OK. The way I understand it is a pitcher has to start his motion to the plate at a certain point of the pitch or the certain point of the clock. Right. Um, once the games start, there's not going to be a pitch clock behind the batter anymore. It's going to be up in the stands. Okay. So that's going to be one of the things they're worried about. Take the eye off the, you know, the, the viewer's eye off the play and watch the pitch clock. Um, I don't really, I've seen it work several different ways during spring training this year. So I'm not really sure what the consistency is on it. Um, I worry with MLB and it's happened before in the past where umpires try to make themselves bigger than the game. Yeah. And I really hope that's not what happens with this pitch clock mm -hmm. where the guy threw ejected real Muto the other day for, yeah, that was ridiculous. You moved your glove too fast. I'm ejecting you. Like, come on, dude, you're not bigger yeah. than the game. Like, I, I, I'm still, I'm not hundred percent sure the way the pitch clock works. I'm just not basically because I know the rules, but the rules aren't necessarily followed to the T um, until we get robot umps. We're not going to have, you know, what, exactness what to that. What I didn't understand is I didn't know how the Braves got a pitch clock violation. If they were the batters though, that's what I didn't. They get. weren't in the box at, by the certain time when the pitch had to start. Huh. So you have to be, I think you have to be in the batter's box with a minimum of eight seconds left. Mm -hmm. But the pitcher and, can throw. Yeah, yeah go I ahead. Was say, um, also, too, you you got to have at least one foot in when you're looking down for Steins, too. Yep. That's the other thing. So it's everything's got to be right there. So what? They're trying to take away that part where the guy gets out of the box every time and adjusts his batting gloves thirteen and, times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's unneeded. It's unneeded. Mm -hmm. You know, and I love that it speeds up the game, it, and that's going to hopefully bring younger people back into baseball. You what know, are they, what are they finding that's usually bringing the games down by as far as time? 
Um, I believe in the minor leagues last year brought the games back down by an average of 21 minutes. Mm, okay. Um, in spring training, it was ridiculous amounts. They they the one the one inning was played in the time it took a batter or uh, in a Yankees game in 2022. The Yankees had a pitcher pitch to a Mauricio pitch to a hitter took longer than to play a whole inning in spring training. Oh my gosh. You know, it, and that's the problem with some of these pitchers, you know, they take their time, they walk around the mound, they hit the rosin bag 38 times, you know, then they decide to get on the mound. And, you know, there's certain pitchers that are going to have an issue with that. 17 times. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing, the little like uh, mechanical devices they have on their arms now where they can call the pitch, you know, oh, that I they really, about that. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty I, cool. I hate so, that by the way. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of that. One of the funny stories I saw was it uh, Kikuchi. Um, he, he was hooked up to his catcher, but the catcher had the volume too loud. So the batters and the umpire could hear what he was picking. <laughs> and he still struck two guys out. So, I mean. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I, still like, I still like the old-fashioned way of the catcher having control of the game yep. And, yep. and calling the pitches and not having to worry about what the coaches think because when you're catching and you're behind the plate, you have a feel for what that batter is doing. You also have a feel for how that pitcher is pitching. That's yep. not something you can read from the sidelines. No. No. Ryan, and was, I, I mean, I don't mind a guy like Kershaw. <laughs> What's that? I said, he oh, was oh you were a catcher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind guys like Verlander and Scherzer and Kershaw, <laughs> you know, those guys calling their own games, which they probably won't. They'll probably trust their catcher. But mm-hmm. at the same token, like, you know, like, I don't trust a guy that's, you know, first time in the leagues and he's like, nah, I can blaze this fastball right by him. And it ends up 13 rows deep in left field, you know? It's, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, one of the crazier players is Zach Grinky, and he's, like, been tinkering around with this and just reading the stories about him. He had he pitched to uh, Miguel Vargas of the Dodgers in the um, spring training, and Miguel Vargas was, had, a, had a, a finger injury. He wasn't allowed to swing his bat. But mm-hmm. the coach still put him up there so he could track pitches. Mm-hmm. Zach Grinky took him to a full count, knowing mm-hmm. full well he is not allowed to swing the bat just because Zach Grinky Zach Grinky. He's like, I'm going to throw three pitches out of the zone, not even close. I don't want you to track my pitches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. Pitchers are a different breed. They just are. They are. Oh, that's funny. He was probably didn't go up there and throw underhand to him or something. <laughs> <laughs> 63 mile per hour each just pitch. Like, you just yeah. see that coming, and you're like, well, well no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Me, I'm any still other... thinking that's fast. <laughs> was there any other rule? Yeah, I know. <laughs> was there any rule changes that we didn't get into there? I'm not sure what else there was. Um, nothing that was like uh big. I mean, like they had a couple of the um like I was saying with the the rulings on the rookies of the year where if your guy starts the year with you and they win rookie of the year or top three that you get a draft pick compensation for it, which I'm all for that. Seeing I that what, I agree. What when teams used to do that, they keep a player down in triple A for ten games, bring yeah. him up. Now you're good enough to be on the team because they got an extra year of eligibility out of you right, or arbitration right. out of you. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Yep. Stupid. Yeah. Or they keep them hidden for the rule five. Yeah. 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 Yep. Which is how Roberto Clemente got to the Pirates, by the way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He was with, yeah, he was uh, with the Dodgers, and uh, they tried to hide him for a year because um, – and, and then he ended up playing for Montreal in the minor leagues – and um, and 
of all people, um, I don't know, Branch Rickey is the guy who signed yeah. Jackie Robinson. Well, Branch Rickey ended up working for the Pirates that year, and he remembered Roberto Clemente. <laughs> okay. And he was like, I know who we're going to get. And, uh, and they ended up bringing him on board, and uh, the rest is history. It's kind of funny because nothing like that can happen really anymore. No. Not with the way no. the media oh works. Like, we know about oh. a guy in South America that can throw the ball 102 miles per hour. You know, in two days, it's just. Yep. I remember. And he's still, and he, I was gonna say he's throwing chickens. He's not throwing baseballs yet. <laughs> he's working how, on it. How, how long? How long did Roberto probably have left in his career at that point? Yet, do you think when he when he died? Oh, when he died, he was. Um, I mean, he was. I think he played seventeen, eighteen years. Uh, so he didn't have that much longer mm-hmm. left in his career, but I mean, he was still playing at MVP caliber in 71, 72. Yeah. So I, I think mean, it's really could... cool that he ended his career with exactly 3000 bits. That's yeah. Cool. Yep. Yeah. And it, was, and it was a curveball away that he just dove out on it and barely, and, and then slapped it for a double to the opposite field. Um, I think so. I think it was yeah. right Imagine center that. field. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Back when players used to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Now I was actually at the Roberto Clemente Museum, and they actually had a really cool history um, about him, um, or about the place that they have purchased the building for the museum. Um, there are only two players in Major League history that have been elected to the Hall of Fame before the five year, mm. before the five year rule. Clemente and was uh, one, obviously. Roberto Clemente was one of them, but the other guy was actually Lou Gehrig. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and Lou Gehrig, um, during the 1927 World Series, uh, didn't want to be around the Yankees ball team, specifically Babe Ruth, because of all the partying he always did at night. And he said he wanted to get some sleep, and he actually had a friend who lived in this home, uh, in this building, and said, "Can I stay here at your at this place?" And it happens to be what is now the Roberto Clemente Museum. Get out. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he ended up sleeping upstairs uh, in this building um, the week or the uh, the couple nights they were in the World Series against the Pirates in '27. That's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. So you can tie them together. That's neat. Yep. Uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, baseball, man. What a what a history of that game. It's just something else. And um, yeah. Ryan, I've really always said baseball is baseball is chess and all other sports are checkers. Mm-hmm. You know, like you still have to get those 27 outs. You can't run out of clock. You know, yeah. it's just you can't stop the game of baseball for anything. You know, it's you. I've always I've always just been, you know, I, I watch movies like Field of Dreams. And, you know, I try to go to baseball uh, Hall of Fame every couple of years just because something's always new. Something I always see is new. And it's just mm-hmm. it's. it's beautiful game what do you think yeah. and I, i've never like going to a game and especially now that they're shortening the game what do you think about the people that say there needs to be a break in the game somewhere for us to get up and go get concessions no, to... no. that's what your team's three minute, i was gonna say it's called a three minute break when the inning is over yeah <laughs> it, you can it, get it up and pee or get food when your team's pitching you know like that's the least exciting for your team because the best thing that happened is you get strikeouts. The worst thing that happens is you give up runs. You know, you can miss a strikeout. You can miss your team giving up runs, you know, and you don't get up after the seventh inning regardless. So, or here's an idea. Everybody has a DVR. Try pausing it. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm talking about the people at the game. 
Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would work if you paused it when you were sitting there. Well, first of all, when you're at the game, <laughs> if it's a sold-out game, it's going to take you 45 minutes to go to the bathroom and come back anyway. Right. That's um, and that's that's my point. That's what I'm saying yeah. to the people that say that, you know, that there should be a break so that you don't miss any of the action when you have to go to the bathroom or whatever. You know? That's why I like being yeah. an Orioles fan. They're never sold out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I need to change teams now. I've always loved Orioles. I've always loved the Orioles. They've always been one of my favorites. And it's probably because that's the first stadium I ever went to. And uh, And Cal Ripken's fan. I mean, you know, even I've met him twice in person and both times he's, he's a phenomenal human being, you know, like he's just a great person. Yeah. Yeah. You don't ask him for autograph while he's eating dinner, you know, but (laughs) just meeting him somewhere, I met him with his book signing and he was two hours late. And they said, hey, we're not going to be able to do pictures. Just sign the autographs and then you got to go. Okay. We like we got to hustle people through. Yeah. When Ripken got there, he came out and he told everybody, he said, every one of you is going to get a picture with me. I don't yeah. care if I'm here till two in the morning. Nice. Cool. You know, it's just the person he is. He didn't have yeah. to do that. You know? No. Wow. No, he doesn't. Uh, but yeah, I, I was actually at the... Um, I was at the game before he broke the record. Okay. Oh, and nice. uh, yeah, the atmosphere was really cool when when that was going on. Wasn't there a joke going around that day when he did break the record? Like uh, they were saying, "Oh, it doesn't look like uh, Ripken's in the lineup today or whatever." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think they were saying nobody. I think before the game, it was like a practical joke. They were saying they didn't know where he was. Yeah, like, he wasn't was, at the yeah. stadium because he didn't <laughs> oh, take batting practice. He took it, you know. Trust me, during that time, it was like secret service around him. They were, yeah, (laughs) yeah, they would have pulled him out in the field if he was dead. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) it would have been a weekend at Bernie's at shortstop. (laughs) I mean, that's why in the strike shortened season, the Orioles said they weren't fielding a team or the strike season where they're going to have scab players come in. Yeah, the Orioles said that we are not fielding a team, you know, that way, Bripkin's streak is still going. Yeah, really, yeah. They that didn't care how much touched, that won't get touched, will it? Now, Ricky Henderson's record and you know stolen bases, Carrickin's consecutive games, and the nine hundred pitching record record Cy Young has. You know, yeah. you know, eighty two wins in a season. Come on, dude! Like, no, <laughs> yeah, that's never forty eight thousand innings pitched. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, I, I mean, we could go down whole other rabbit holes here with different eras in baseball and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean. To, you got to you got to take baseball as different eras. You can't. It, it definitely is, and and I'm and and the new thing in not not just baseball. You know, you're seeing it at all types of sports. Is the maintenance days off and stuff yep. like that, and that. Yeah. And you're, you're never going to see that with consecutive games played again. I, was there yep. any player that played 162 games last year? I don't know. No. You know? Um. Uh. The only I think the closest player to Ripken's record I think is at like 120 games. Yeah. Whit Merrifield uh, was around 500 some, and then he got hurt last year. Yeah, but like nobody's been close. I don't think anybody's been over like 700 since they're been retired. You know? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just it's different, man. That's that's just a different era, just different breeds. Well, you look at the NBA; people are taking days off just to rest. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come on, man. Yeah. Guys like Jordan Barkley would laugh at those guys. You yeah. know? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, we would know. We're talking to a 1996 NBA draft, uh, uh, draft <laughs> I guess here. <laughs> yep. So, uh, unfortunately, yeah. got overshadowed by Kobe. Yeah, yeah. The second <laughs> best player in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, 
Uh, Brian Herr, find this guy at Data Monster on Instagram. And uh, also you can look up his Etsy on there. Uh, all kinds of cool stuff he does. Um, you know, um, and if you just Google Data awesome. Monster, I'm all over the place. So okay, I got featured in articles. I looked it up the other day. I was featured in articles. I didn't even know I was featured in. Get out of here. So, That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I saw like, people doing reviews on my stuff. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know this existed. So Okay. <laughs> That's pretty Very cool. cool. People tell yeah. you don't even know about it. You know, yep. the same yep. good things, I hope. Well, the one, the, all of them were good, but the one dude's like, here's my criticisms. And I'm like, you don't get criticisms oh, no. if you didn't ask me to make these for you. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a little weird, you know? Yeah, Yeah, if I'm making it something for you, Troy, and Howie's like, let me give you my criticisms. Like, right, no, right. Troy gets a criticism, not you. But <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't for you. Yeah, It was yeah. still good, but the dude's yeah. like, here's my criticisms. Yeah, no, maybe no, I wanted my no. left eye droopy, you know? But, but Troy asked for a figure of me. So oh, I different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, uh, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas, Howie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Brian, thanks again. Let's um, let's go over your predictions here again, real quick. Uh, your World Series, you got what again? Atlanta over Houston. All right, I got San Diego over Toronto, Howie. I have uh, San Diego over the Yankees. Yep, and that's a good time to end the show, right, Brian? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, that's right. Thanks, thanks again, Brian. Man, really appreciate. Thank it. you, guys. Well, man. It's, it's, I had a great time tell, again. You Thank you so much. You're a true fan. You're yeah. a true fan. Take it easy, bud. You too, guys. Thank you so much. Yep. You find yourself manipulated.
This concludes our broadcast day. Click. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Please share, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Let your friends know you heard it right here on Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And we'll see you next week. Until next week, stay tuned.